0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. More importantly, you can follow the podcast that is at HEFpod on Twitter. And you can also drop us an email. That is at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us uh, on our Facebook page where you can find all the latest Eintracht news in the English language that is found on Facebook.com slash HEF. Pot. so here to we have a special interview that's going to be uh, put into the podcast in just a little bit of time but in the meantime uh, to talk about the match just with two iTrack fans two crazy eagles you know I have the craziest eagle uh, to the northeast of Frankfurt and Bad Fibble, and that can only be Roman
1: what's up how's it going good to be back has been a long time <laughs> And uh, I feel like uh, last time I was on, we had a different Eintracht, uh, right? I mean, we were, I was, I think I had more on, I had more my, my depression mode on than, or my pessimism mode than my optimism. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad to be back.
0: Oh, yeah. Optimism abounds. Granted, I'm also optimistic about all sorts of things uh, coming this Sunday with the Eintracht playing and the early uh, for me earlier in the day, and then another match later in the day. But we can talk about that uh, Super Bowl later, you know, if we got time. Or oh, yeah. y'all aren't, you know, tired of hearing me talk about the Chiefs. Anyways, <laughs> Roman, like, <it> is good <laughs> to have you back on. And like you said, the Eintracht has been uh, doing a lot of good things in the meantime. And, hey, you know what? Um, I don't see why this can't continue because if you look at our progress in the Bundesliga it's just been going gangbusters. Um, minus that 2-2 two, two draw with Freiburg, things have been going great in the meantime. And here to end this weekend's match was n- none other than another win for the Eintracht as we now have moved into the top four of the Bundesliga. That was Eintracht 3-1. Hertha one. I mean, when we went out onto the pitch, I was thinking in my head, we're going to go for it. But the thing is, will Hertha, with the um, typical Pal Dardai tactics of parking the bus, will that uh, will we be able to break it down? And you know, Roman, it turned out not so bad in the end.
1: Yeah, well, you know, first of course we had to concede a goal, right? So um, <laughs> yeah, can't no, have a clean sheet. Uh, uh- this the, kind have of a clean sheet and of course uh you know i was like ah oh, like when i when I, during the game i was like oh my god why does this i mean we clearly were kind of dominating the game i thought or um i mean I'm, and then you know you we, you can see it i was like oh my god are we back are we are we back to the good old uh uh first part of the hinrunde um frankfurt but yeah we weren't so we came back right and again so it's uh that's actually pretty good to see that those guys uh never stop and they come back and then even they come back stronger and uh i mean still how crazy is that that we can uh we can put in jovic that we can uh have him play you know once we're like in the lead um it's i don't know it's it's great to be an Adracht fan right now so that's I think that's what sums it up and even like you can see the goal there's still high hopes that we can uh do changes and um uh, change the match to an outcome we all appreciate
0: i would agree um looking at the way that the eintracht is able to come out tactically um Let's look back to the time of the three Buffaloes. Now, you also had Kostic, who was almost like a – I felt like he was a forgotten man when you were talking about Alea, Rebic, and Jovic. when we were able to find out how to make this all happen. You know, I look at the team where it is right now. You have Yunus. You have Barcock, You have Kostic. You have Kamada. Shush, everyone. I know that I'm I'm in his camp and I'm one of the few. And then you got Silva and you got Jovic back. Um. Are we better placed, Roman, in your opinion? Are we a more complete team than we were when we had the three Buffaloes? Or do you think this is actually the way everything is set up? with uh, running and the guys we got is this set up to be even more successful than the time of the Buffalo herd.
1: Yeah so I think it's going to be a little bit of a crystal ball um situation right and I want to say yes we are and I would say also from from my gut feeling I would say yes we are in a better position than than we were before uh most definitely uh, however we all know our frankfurt and they like to prove us wrong when we're too optimistic so I kind of keep my little my little pessimism uh, uh in there you know to um, but I think we it's a it's a better team and I would if 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 you would go back a few episodes of, of the podcast, you know where we talked about you know the problems we had in uh, especially after the the Bielefeld games and stuff like this, where we talked about missing creativity uh, in the offense, right? You know that basically if they kind of park a bus, we're not creative enough to go through. Uh, and, and now you can see that they worked on it, right? So now we are actually in a situation where we can create these chances, and they did work on on exactly uh, these topics right and I think that's um that that would be my biggest change that we can see that they now have the creativity and the ability uh, with uh, Jonas. um of course i think he's one of the key figures for me in the eintracht play and how so really uh, came back um um together with Hasebe basically stabilizing from the midfield uh, going out to the front and uh, and and i think that that's that was that's the missing part or what was not going yet well in the first half uh, of the hinrunde and uh, so that would be my 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 hopes that now we have this creativity and we have the ability to score. And now, if we and that if you remember, go a few back episodes back, and we had two things to criticize: cre- creativity in the front and stability in the defense. And if they can work on, you know, keeping the clean sheet at least once or twice, right? If we if we if we stabilize the defense, then i think uh champions league is is absolutely possible um and 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 then then i mean of course we're not going to win the championship but uh, everything is possible right um if if yeah we do have our offense yeah the buffaloes they were very strong um but it was it was kind of forced, you know. Now I feel like it's a little bit more of a game ball, you know. It's more, it's it's more create creativity in the game. Uh, so I think we advanced in uh, uh, regarding the or com- in comparison to the buffaloes. What do you think? What's your what's your take?
0: I think that we agreed. Uh, we have advanced. Um, the next thing that we need to be preparing for, and I think that um, we currently have plans in place to uh, find that next defender is to, well, we, we need, we need to mm, You know what? If Hertha Berlin was going to be relegated, that would be great because there's one or there's one defender there's that I would really like to add to our center back pairing. But I think, trio. But I think right now (laughs) uh, with Hasebe kind of being in this Liro position, it kind of gives us an additional tactical flexibility, but also gives us tactical flexibility when it comes to the defense because you have uh, you got Hinterreger, you got Tuta who, you know, look in these matches with Bayern on the horizon, he's growing into himself and I Mm -hmm. think that is very promising. I was hoping for us to get another central defender but it did not work out. Uh, during the January transfer window, and you know what? If it means that we're have forced to play Tuta, week in, week out, he's only going to get better. He's obviously yeah. doing yeah. not too bad so far, and you know what? How else is he gonna improve with us? Not without us, you know, consistently having to throw him out there and dig So long, he's got one yellow card away from uh one match ban, so eventually Hasabi is gonna have to move back to the that kind of center back role, probably put uh Roda in his place. Sadly, there was an Ecuadorian that I really 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 wanted, but you know I guess you know players can go to England and f- uh, Whenever they want, uh, I'll look, I'll get over it. I, I look at, I found this player, and I thought that he was uh, uh incredible, but you know what? We uh, we trust in Ben Magna to find the players to scout them and then for Bowich to bring in the players along with uh Bruno Hubner. Uh to make sure that everything's done on the tactical side, because remember uh the difference is uh is still the uh sporting director and Bowie, mm-hmm. is the director of sports so the those four guys, so long as they are able to find and negotiate uh for the right players to be brought in, I don't see why we can't uh go to Europe next season. yeah, think about it uh considering a month or so ago. Uh, we were really down the dumps. Um, yeah, we could make Europe, and if we add one, maybe two central defenders, I think what we have right now in the squad is a really good squad. We would struggle in the Champions League, but that's just because it will be our first foray into the Champions League. And whilst we showed that we can play with your, um, With your Benficas, with your Inters, well, Inter Milan has changed Mm -hmm. a lot since then. Uh, With your Benficas, (laughs) Inter Milan, and Chelsea, whilst we've shown that we can play with them, You know, playing them on every match day basis in a group phase will be difficult. Look at how Gladbach somehow—everyone thought that they wouldn't make it through their group, and yet somehow they snuck through at the end. You know, I think we can Mm. uh, have a decent run out in the Champions League. Should we qualify for that? And if we do qualify for just the Europa League, you know what? We're going to be one of the probably the 18s favored to win the competition because of uh, how much Europa League experience that we already have within the squad.
1: Yeah, and and we take it seriously, right? That's uh, that's the other big difference, you know. I mean, remember, or oh, I don't know if you remember, but in the Bundesliga, like while in the Europa League, there was only like a Hoffenheim, a Wolfsburg, and a Leverkusen. You know, like it used to be like a, the shit league. You know, nobody cared about it, and you know, teams like Frankfurt really gave the Europa League the value it deserves, right? Or even, even like Carolina if Cologne when they were in it, would people come back, cared. exactly. Like that's. Those are the teams who make Europa League and, or, you know, Bremen, HSV, Stuttgart. Um, those are the ones that are throwing out teams that are still in
0: the Pokal, aren't you now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. Also, but just like because that's what I w- I want the Bundesliga as sound as weird as it sounds. I want the oh my god! I don't I hate this like 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 back in them days right. But I, I just want more traditional teams in in it. You know I want 1860 1860 back. I want even Bochum back. I want uh, Might have you know atmosphere. I want less Augsburg, Mainz. So it's good. This year is going to be a good clearing, right? We're going to get rid of Augsburg. Uh, we're going to get rid of Mainz, and we're going to get rid of um uh schalke, which i don't even like but bielefeld bielefeld is okay hertha would be the best actually okay so if we get rid this year of mainz and berlin well that's going to make this easier for us also for the other topic we're going to talk later um but it's going to be schalke Mainz, and
0: then we, relegation. Need, ha- we need your 1860s we need your hamburgs back yeah, they definitely bring it back up. Big yeah. clubs. No
1: Kaiserslautern, that's I want Kaiserslautern Ooh. back, you know? And Dresden even, you know, this these are Ooh. like the the teams that I want yeah, in the Bundesliga. And this shit, you know, people are gonna watch. You know, people are gonna watch Dresden versus HSV. Right? this is Düsseldorf the matches that we want. Nobody wants to watch Augsburg versus Mainz, right? Or Hoffenheim versus uh, Wolfsburg, right? Not even the people in Wolfsburg want to watch that shit. But anyways, we are um, we're uh, changing topics again. But <laughs> you, you, you all know I'm preaching to the choir, right? So it doesn't uh, it doesn't yeah. We can let's go back to the Eintracht and how we kick Berlin's ass.
0: Yeah. So um, the way that things out. Let's. Well, Hey, Roman, do you agree with my assessment that the third goal, you know, whilst it counts, was a little bit garbage time? Yeah, but yeah, but this is the goals that we need, you know. Like, you need to add one. You know
1: what we remember? Like, uh, if you got shit on your foot, you got shit on your foot, right? And you know, and and this time it's the opposite, right? So the devil shits on the on the biggest pile, right? That's the other one. And, uh, and this time, we are the devil, right? So he's with us, and now, bam, he puts one on top, right? And and that's what we need, you know? Like, don't not try to rescue stuff. But no, we bring in Jovic, right? That's exactly what I mean. That's, and that's what we support us want, right? Like, we against Bielefeld, right? We are, like, 3-1 uh, ahead with Bielefeld, and uh, we bring Jovic, you know? These things are are just, you know... Um, Jovic is right now the
0: new Niels Pettersson.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's gonna have his uh, starting lineup very soon, right? And like, and I don't think he's gonna take Silva off, right? So we're gonna be starting with Jovic and Silva, and uh, that's um, I'm, it's it'll be, it'll be yeah, interesting. And, and interesting we have a run. and We need the spirit, right?
0: And the team, yeah, the what team if, they want to if, go. What if Lewandowski got hurt? If he got hobbled, is there enough time in the season that Silva will be able to surpass him in goals?
1: Good question. I would well if you get, yeah well I I wish nobody uh, to get hurt, but I don't know. I think he's he's gonna go for twenty goals, right? And how many did did Alex uh, did Maya have when he won the Tour oh, Kanona? Kind
0: of I think that uh, nineteen. Was or so nineteen or so. Yeah, and remember he yeah. got he got busted up. Um, like I think uh, it was. Two weeks, maybe three weeks before the end of the season in the 2014 Mm. 2015 season. Um, So he's going to go for 20. Silva's going to go for 20 and he's not going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the,
1: and the, and, and they have this, you know. The other cool thing is they have this awesome rivalry in the team, you know, where like Jovic wants to score and Silva wants to score, and you know, and that's like the best thing that can happen, you know. And then there's like this hint egg is like, guys, you know, I know I barely score, but you know, I could do that too, you know. So it's uh, yeah, um, that season. It's it's a very. That's why I think Clark. Frankfurt is right now like the 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 team that people want to watch. Yeah, you know, no matter what you're a supporter of, if you want to watch a great game, you 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 should watch Frankfurt. You know, um,
0: I can totally agree on that. Um, what I was trying to, uh, one, the record was for Meyer that year was. Uh, 19 goals and then Lewandowski and Robin on 17 and go figure Bastos on 16 back when he was scoring goals and had more hair for Wolfsburg. Anyways, we've <laughs> talked about that enough. Let's Roman, let's kick it over to my interview with Matt Herman before we come back uh, for hashtag what are we drinking? We also have uh, of course our predictions for Hoffenheim. So let's send it over there. And we'll cut this right, right we'll here. Talk about and, uh, we'll come back with hashtag What Are We Drinking, so stay with us. <laughs> Here we are, Brian Sanders, and here to join us to talk about Eintracht Frankfurt versus Hertha Berlin is a man who has been on the podcast multiple times beforehand uh, to talk about the Hertha Bay essay. You also hear him on one of the best uh, Bundesliga podcasts that covers the Bundesliga in the Ingos language. I would. And that uh, is Talking Foosball. You can hear it uh, usually on releases on Mondays. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to it, I highly recommend that you do so. Cover all the matches over the course of the match day. But, of course, uh, the gentleman who is joining me is none other than Mr. Matt Herman, host of the Talking Foosball podcast. Matt, uh, good to have you back on.
2: Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, and, and you know, if, if you aren't listening to the podcast already, you, you will be... Maybe not surprised considering how things are going. We're giving lots of wet kisses to Eintracht Frankfurt this season. We, we're uh, we're we're in the tank for the Eagles. Definitely,
0: you guys have definitely been pumping our tires in the last month or so. Nick villatalkins talked about how, hey, it's only a matter of time before the Eintracht uh, punch through this uh, streak of draws. Ugh, no, let's sit about that the better because that was frustrating as about as frustrating as they come, but Matt, Eintracht versus Hertha, originally when we looked at the schedule, we were hoping to start the season that this was going to be a very exciting game. Things have uh, certainly tailed off for both of our teams in terms of uh, expectancies for this season, but entering this match, I thought that Eintracht would be able to take it to Hertha, but I found Hertha way more robust uh, under Paul Dardai. Uh, I think this is going to be an element of things to come uh, for Hertha going forward. Just kind of do the nature of the way that he set Hertha up uh, when he was coached previously. What did you make of uh, the the new era, of Dardai?
2: Um, I guess I guess it was a pretty decent start. Um, obviously, losing three one sucks. And that's not a great way to start, but
0: let's be honest, um, garbage time. There was a garbage time goal.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 No. And, and I, I, you know, I, I did dismiss that penalty uh, on, on talking football this week, but I don't want to, I don't want to actually quarrel with the call. It was a, it was a fine, you know, call it was a, it was a bad challenge. So I, I think it, you know, he should have just blown the whistle before that uh, break uh, was completed. There was really no point in letting that go. Um, yeah. It, It was encouraging to me in that the team both seemed to sort of show a little bit more, um, I don't know, uh, grit, drive, all those intangible, you know, semi-BS qualities, which actually are not always BS. But if you want to think of it in more concrete terms, I mean, I felt like they were um, probably given the direction from Pal Dardai more than they were than they had been from from Bruno Labbadia, to do a little bit more um, counter-pressing. They seemed to, at least in the first half hour of the game, when um, they were trying to feel Eintracht out a little bit, um, try and put a bit more pressure on the ball earlier than uh, maybe was the case in a lot of the the, the Bruno Labbadia era. Um, You know, I think there's still a pretty long way to go to make this team... um, some, uh, some somehow ready for the next step, which all of us at, at Hertha have been waiting for for a long time, especially since we came into money. But um, yeah, as it, a first step, I thought it was okay.
0: You kind of mentioned that uh, we can talk a little bit more about this match, but that does bring up something uh, that I've almost forgotten about. Um, before- pre-money, Hertha actually had a run of two seasons where, you know, they got in, uh, made at least qualifying and making the Europa League. Um Is that, do you think that, like, just it's all a matter of timing that, you know, had uh, Hertha reinvestment come in just one year earlier that perhaps uh, things could have kicked on when Hertha was already involved in Europe and... You know, maybe that European campaign, you know, one or two signings that would have pushed Hertha over the edge. You could have, you know, gotten knockout phase uh, activity. That would have been a huge boost to the fans because it didn't seem that many f- folks were there. But I kept on thinking, like, that Hertha was bound to punch through and the very moment that they did. You know, uh, fans would come back because who doesn't like a winner?
2: Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit unfortunate. I would say... For two reasons, um, because I don't know, I feel like um, you know, Paul Dardai was there for about four and a half years, and there was definitely a clear upward trajectory for the first two two and a half years of that of that period. And if they were they had been able to sort of push on from from you know maybe the peak of that, which to be honest wasn't that high of a peak. It was basically sneaking into Europe in a year when the Bundesliga was, in my view, just having a kind of a down period. I mean, the, a lot of your bigger clubs were, were underperforming. Um, it was that same year when both Hertha and Cologne uh, qualified for Europe, which, you know, <laughs> that's crazy when something like that happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I feel like if they had both been able to take advantage of of what I perceived I'd say three or four seasons ago to have been, uh, something of a down cycle in the Bundesliga. I think the Bundesliga is actually a bit better now. Um, and also, uh, if they had been able to sort of maintain momentum in, in the the trajectory under pal Dardai, I feel like I was actually one of the, the many fans, to be honest, who was fine with them getting rid of pal Dardai when they did, because it did feel like things were going a bit stale. Um, obviously that was uh uh not necessarily an error in judgment to let him go but an error in judgment for for what came next because as it turns out michael pretz didn't have much of an idea and that didn't go well at all but um yeah if 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 las windhorst had come in in you know uh i don't know like summer 2017 instead of 2019 probably would have been a lot better (laughs)
0: Indeed, because uh, I kept on thinking, Hertha, you get, for whatever reason, you guys were able to, you're one of the few teams that consistently was uh, not just taking points off of Byron, but beating Byron. And, you know, when you're doing that, yeah, it usually shows that you're a you know, you're a good team. You know, deep down, you're a really good team. And, you know, that things didn't kick on. Uh, yeah. Michel Prades, I think you have talked about this oh, more than a handful of occasions on Talking FooSball of how... Uh, the man looks like he's just playing football manager and thinking, "Oh, this scout recommends this guy. This scout recommends this guy. Um, he look he this team valued him, so he must be good." So, and here we are, Hertha Berlin the team that you know has fired the coach and the sporting director, sporting director who's been there over a decade. But I liked how you made the in the podcast uh, you made uh, Bruchhagen uh, reference to the situation yeah. uh, well, there's a, there's an Eintracht uh, special on him that uh, needs yeah.
2: to be done definitely um, Yeah, I, I see tons and uh, tons in common like when I look at Eintracht I look at a club that all the good things that have happened at Eintracht um, in, over the last I'd say five six years that's what I wish for Hertha I, I look at Eintracht as a role model I, and and you know so much so that the rumors that sw- are swirling around Freddie Bobich, I w- I could not be happier. I could not literally not be happier is, than if if they ended up uh, hiring him as as their next sporting director. I have no idea how much credence to put in those rumors, but um, you know if 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 you can't find someone who's just like him, hire the real thing. Yeah.
0: Um, um, so um i think you guys have with paul dada you have uh uh friedrich who's now gone sporting like temporary yeah. sporting director uh for uh, her to player even had a time in uh our own native uh major league soccer briefly and not that i was kind of really a little bothered <laughs> by his uh surgeon over here but these two uh, kind of old-time Hertha guys. I mean, if they get the job done, what's the likelihood that one of them uh, stays in their role um, come the end of the season? As uh, so long as relegation is staved off, and hey, perhaps you you know put a few other teams like uh, Bielefeld and um, Cologne like keep them down. If uh, Hertha starts climbing, at least provides distance in terms of points. Will the board then maybe keep Friedrich there? I mean, I know that Bobic is seen a, and uh, Ralph Renick are seen as future guys for the sporting director or even the head of sport job. Where do you kind of see Hertha going with that?
2: Um, I would be pretty surprised. Um, I would be pretty surprised if they hung on to Anna Friedrich uh in the sort of head of all sport, I mean first of all, because I think he's not ready for the job I mean he was sort of roped into working for Hertha. i mean he he i mean kind of a backstory here is that the word about Anna Friedrich was that you know he was a really smart guy who had a lot of uh, you know wide interests he was into you know um learning about athletic training, about mental training. He had a podcast for a while where he was talking to interesting, you know, people in the world of sports. Um, he, and and it was not clear that he was interested in like a traditional, um, you know, working for a club situation. But it just so happened that, you know, when when they were sort of bringing a lot of new people in uh, after after Windhost's, um, you know, coming in and when Jürgen Klinsmann came in and was trying to, you know, open things up. I mean – you know, Klinsmann. He he is he has a punchline. He is a walking, you know, punchline clown in in some ways, but he did have a few things right when it came to his um, looking at things at Hertha. You know, he, he was right that That's things That's so hard to say as an American. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But, but to be fair, he also, even with the USMNT, he had a lot of things right, too. I mean, he was right to try and push players to go to Europe. He was right to say, you know, we don't want to give Don freaking Garber uh, any, any say-so over who we call up uh, for a uh, national team camp. Um, he was right to say that, you know, we need to challenge ourselves more. And he was right in here to to say that, you know, things have gone stale under Preetz and right to say that, you know, having all of the sporting know-how, quote-unquote, housed in one man is a stupid way to run a club. You need to have way more people working on things for a scouting department, for a, you know, roster planning department, for analytics. I mean, you need to have a bunch of people working on these things. So, you know, Anna Friedrich uh is probably a good guy to hold on to as part of a team but like if you want to make him the major domo i i don't see that happening i think they're going to go for a much more experienced set of hands dardai you know as far as i've heard it all it all comes down to whether he gets his you know average 1.5 points per game as to whether his contract is renewed at the end of the season um i think that's pretty far-fetched um i think It also is possible that if he comes anywhere near it, like, you know, obviously we have a really bad set of fixtures coming up, which we're probably going to lose a lot of games. But, you know, if we can actually pick up points where we failed to in the Hinrunda against, you know, weaker teams, which is not to say we aren't a weak team at the moment, we are. Um, If we can get up into safe area, you know, 12th, 11th, 10th place, you know, there might be a push to hold on to him, Longer, but I, I'm I'm not sure how serious that's going to be. I think if the if the money is there for somebody bigger and better, and somebody bigger and better is ready to come, I think you know Hertha is ready for that.
0: Yeah, you mentioned uh, upcoming matches for Hertha, Munich, and Stuttgart. Uh, I think Stuttgart might be a few years away from kind of being that uh, upper echelon team, but they've got all the uh, the Hitzelsberger. Uh, uh project there. Especially since uh, he's kinda backed off of his uh you know wanting to be the pre- you know head of everything that is Stuttgart. I think that Stuttgart's gonna, you know, able to keep stability there, which let's let's be honest, that's been like a the highest foul of the South <laughs> when it comes to uh just instability and everything else. Uh you guys are gonna oh. have a real tough run of uh, fixtures going forward. Um Switching back to the Eintracht game, uh, one one player that who I just don't understand why he wasn't able to kind of kick on. Uh, when he was uh playing for uh, sorry, yes, uh, yes, Eintracht and Amy kind of making her position known about it. it's like stop talking about Hertha, talk more about the Eintracht. I was more expecting uh, more fireworks to be coming from Hertha as a club when you have uh, Piontech, when you have uh, Cordoba, Luca Bacchio, uh, Cunha. I mean. Yeah, you guys got some pretty good offensive muscle, and you still have my favorite, one of my most underrated uh, defenders out there, uh, Nicholas Stock, still, you know, uh, stabilizing uh, the back end. I know you,
2: <laughs> your reaction says it all right there, but there, not a fan. There was a not lot a that.
0: There's if a you, lot that Eintracht still had to go over. 15 up million, and he's yours. Uh, I mean, how how much has he got left on his contract? Maybe I mean, hopefully, hopefully we can get him. And well, there's actually uh, there's a few other defenders and other like a size that I probably would want before Nicholas Stark. But that's only because Nicholas Stark is like what mid twenties. But heard the, they, like. The talent is there, despite you know at the running you guys got. You guys got the talent to be able to create some real trouble, and no, I'm not talking about the the Austrian wounded kid that is Matthew Lecky.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, you know, it. I'm never one to shy away from a good Matthew Lecky joke, but he he actually is. He's an afterthought at this point. I mean, he's somebody <laughs> who, you know, he gets brought on late in games because he he's fast. And he is a fairly direct player that, you know, I think both Bruno and and Pau in his time understand. He's he's a blunt instrument who can sort of strike a little bit of fear in defenders just through his, you know, speed and directness. But he, he finds it very hard to control a soccer ball, which is kind of a problem for a, a professional footballer. Um, yeah, we do have a lot of good players. We have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of especially going forward a lot of people who came to us with a a pretty big reputation, most of whom have not really lived up to it. Um, I think Mateusz Cunha is probably the only player who we can really depend on for, um, you know, sort of chance creation, game in, game out. But, you know, I thought that um, Chris Piontek's goal uh, against Eintracht was – Pretty high quality. I mean, he he, he did that kind of silly, you know, dive and, you know, look at the ref and, you know, stay down for a while thing prior to getting back up and then actually finishing off the chance. Um, But he just hasn't done it enough. And it doesn't seem to me like – it doesn't seem to me like the pieces have fit together very well. Um, Dodi Lukabakio, in my view, too, has been one of the real, you know – problem points for the club this season. He does a lot of good things. He, um, you know, gets into a lot of good positions, but he often makes bad decisions when he gets there. And, you know, the way he finishes off chances is often not very satisfying. You, will he'll get into a great position and he'll, he'll be there for a, a shot and it'll just be like a slow roller. <laughs> to the keeper, <laughs> you know, um, a double play ball as you guys were. Um, so it's not, uh, it's not a group that I think has sort of found itself, um, specifically in the Eintracht game. Um, you know, John Cordova didn't play cause he, he picked up some sort of, mm-hmm. you know, muscle strain in, in the up to that game. Um, I, I kind of feel like it's going to be the biggest ongoing project for Pal Dardai to figure out, you know, among all those guys who enjoy a pretty decent reputation, you know, who, who fits together because, uh, this is not a team that should be in, you know, what? 15th, 16th place where we are. It's terrible.
0: It's rough. Uh, I mean, I think that the bottom of the Bundesliga, I haven't seen something be this bad, and my years of watching the Bundosiga, because, you know, my and Schalke, half a point average program mm-hmm. match is just pitiful. And that's really been what's keeping uh, Hertha, you know, away from danger. And I think that's what Lapidia kept to him in the job as long as he, you know, was kept on the job. And you could say the same thing for, you know, Cologne as well, because, I mean, I look at the way that the Bundesliga is shaped. Now, as you know it until someone starts distancing distancing themselves um it's a bottom five with two obvious teams that are going to be you know almost guaranteed to be in the bottom three and you have three other teams that are just going to be like uh let's try and guarantee that we're in 14th or 15th and then we can just breathe a sigh of relief because you know whilst uh 16th has traditionally i mean since uh it's they brought it back. Sixteenth has been very heavily slated uh, towards, you know, the Bundesliga side. Um, Eintracht, case in point. Uh, Hagen's last time, moment in the sun with the Eintracht was our survival against Nuremberg, oh so many years ago, where we had to run a gauntlet to get there. But you know,
2: <laughs> that's a podcast special that we have out hey, there that we, you can listen. we had Dusseldorf <laughs> fans invading the pits before the game was over and throwing flares and we even lost the game so <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it's always a fun time but <laughs> maybe not for the nerves and the heart but you know. <laughs> but I, I look at the societal League and I think to myself I don't think that there's enough firepower from anyone outside a uh, Hamburg that would be able to go up against whoever finishes in 16th and be able to, you know, earn promotion. I just, I don't see it from those Vitaliga this year. And yeah, 16th is practically guaranteed safety at this point. It's it's so sad that so many uh, noted teams are down in the bottom five, and we can kind of touch on that. But Cologne, uh, Hertha, Mainz is kind of, developed a really good resume of like being a club that moves on a lot of great talent and then of course you have uh the giants of shaka that's a lot of you know especially in recent years named teams that are down in the relegation fight and it's really kind of discouraging when you see that you're just like oh man that really sucks that we could lose you know one if not multiple really kind of banner. Uh, name teams that people that have an international viewing audience for the Bundesliga.
2: Yeah, it would be a terrible outcome uh, to lose Schalke. I'm, I'm kind of resigned to it at this point because you know, the gap is just getting less and less surmountable by the week. Um, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, you know, Mainz hasn't been down in a while, but that's a, that's a club that, that, you know, has a history out of the, the first division. Hertha, Cologne, they know what it's like to go down. They know what it's like to go <laughs> right back up. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm I'm, always trying to convince myself that relegation is not something that's uh, that's a, a, a reality this season. But um, the longer I look at the table, um, the more worried I get.
0: I can't blame on that, and uh, as we speak, the team that is currently uh, sitting in third place is Holstein Kiel, who just a few moments ago uh, have moved on in the day of pay in penalties against Darnstadt, so uh, Kiel doing magic again, you just kind of have to wonder will they finish in second or, you know, have a go at least at third, and I will say this, if it is Amine B.F. that is in 16th place, I, I mean, it's toss a coin in the air when it comes to the relegation promotion playoff which not gonna lie kind of almost would uh like that you know just something where it's like you know what there's no favorite here it's just kind of let them go out there and play whereas most years it is very heavily favored towards the business side but moving away from that um eintracht finding themselves in uh, quite a unique situation where you know uh, currently sitting in the top four of the Bundesliga. You mentioned on um, talking football, uh, you guys have recently been pre- uh, pumping our tires quite a bit. Um, did- with the way that, you know, your typical teams that are in the European uh, European sides uh, your Leverkusens, your Dortmunds, who are looking to make uh, go to the next round of the Pokal, because they interest amount a pretty big lead right now, <laughs> as we record, and Gladbach, who are into the Champions League knockout phase. Where do you, from what you've seen and the fact that, you know, Eintracht has another couple of matches that are very winnable until the next test against Munich in about, uh, two weeks time,
2: where do you see the Eintracht going? Um, I'm, I'm really becoming more and more convinced that they're definitely going to be in Europe next year. And I think their chance of, of being in the champions league is pretty good. Um, Obviously, there can be monkey wrenches thrown into that, um, injuries um, and so forth. But, you know, you mentioned in the run-up to us uh, starting recording this thing when we were sort of keeping half of an eye on the results in the Day of Fable column, you know, both remarking that it's a competition we pay a little less attention to when our teams are not in there. You know, Eintracht uh, have a really strong team. They have a team that um, allows them some options, especially now um, that they have two really sort of top-tier strikers um, uh, with with the introduction of, of Jovic as an alternative to uh, Andre Silva. I mean, I, th- the plan was to have that when, when you guys had Bastos. that didn't quite work out that well this season. Um, but, you know, they don't have a lot on their plate besides winning games in the Bundesliga. And they're already doing that a lot. I I think that I'll be really interested to see um, how that game against Bayern plays out. Um, Truthfully, I I think your next round of fixtures is going to be really, really interesting. Um, I feel like, Mm. you know, between, other than Bayern, I really think that you should be able to steamroll through everybody. I mean, Hoffenheim, Cologne, Bremen, that's that's what's sandwiched around uh, Bayern. If you don't get full points out of all of those, I, I would be both surprised and very disappointed.
0: I, i'm in the position where i think that we can definitely take points from uh Bayern. i think mm-hmm. uh, their eye is going to be towards you know they got their this silly uh fifa club world cup that they said oh yes we want to play in this yeah like you got the like you have the resources to be able to do full scale you know uh rotation for that you're also in the uh, knockout phase obviously at the champions league itself which you know that starts up in about uh just less than we're getting into it three weeks away until they yeah. have to go to rome to yeah, they play in the champions league and that's where the
2: they're going away yeah. to lazio so there's definitely potential for them to be uh looking past you
0: yeah and i think uh you know I guess we could uh, crack their lead that they have in the league over us just to nine points, but I don't see us lifting uh, uh, the Meister Shala this season. (laughs) Yeah. Let's um... anyone who does think so. Yeah. We don't have to take 45 points from the next 45 points to be able to make that dream a reality. Eh,
3: You
2: know,
0: one can dream, but one also has to be incredibly intoxicated. I think to dream dreams like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's much too early in the day for that.
0: Exactly. Um, Looking at the other teams that are chasing the Eintracht, I mean, okay, okay, so you got Le- uh, Leipzig and uh, Bayern at the top. I don't think see any of those guys changing. I, I do kind of see Wolfsburg in the same position as the Eintracht, finishing in the top four because, you know, all they have to do is worry about is you know worry about the Pokal uh as worrisome as that is to some of us here in in my household they only had to play in the pocal uh later this week against schalke you know that with with not participating in europe because it got knocked out in the uh qualifying phase do you foresee wolfsburg sticking in the top four because i mean just due to you know uh fixtures worked out in their favor there is a there is One, uh, at least one Bundesliga English Falcon uh, still left to go uh, before the season is completed. But that's still, you know, for the most part, one match per week. And they've shown themselves to be about as sturdy of a defense as possible. I kind of wonder if it's not just one surprise Champions League team next year. uh, But it's uh, Eintracht and Wolfsburg as two surprise teams for the Champions League for the Bundesliga.
2: Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I I believe... In in Frankfurt's quality more than I do in Wolfsburg, but it's it's super volatile this year. I I mean I think at this point now that we've played 19 games, um, the gap between seventh and eighth is only three points between Gladbach and Union. But you know I really do see the the current top seven uh, as as the seven best teams in the league uh, by some distance, and. You know, it'll be interesting. As, as you, now this is a season where Bayern, uh, mentioned, are, are not in the Cup anymore. I mean, I think a lot of teams used to count on Bayern winning the Cup just to make seventh place a, 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 a Europa League place. I mean, I, there's still a possibility that one of the other teams in the top six will win the Cup. Um, you know, Wolfsburg's still in there. Dortmund's still in there. Leverkusen got knocked out. Frankfurt's out. So, you know, the chances are getting slimmer and slimmer. But this is going to be a super, super interesting uh, race for, you know, Europe overall. Not just the Champions League places, which I think is going to be also quite heated.
0: Indeed. And uh, uh, Stuttgart and Gladbach, I think, would be a real exciting... uh, If anyone was able to listen to this before, uh, uh, the Stuttgart... Uh, Stuttgart-Gladbach, and I would almost put either of those guys down as another one to possibly win it, but it's just so hilarious when you you suddenly don't have the team that usually is guaranteed a spot in the semifinals, no longer there, then it's just a wide open competition, you just Never, it just it sucks that both of our teams are not in it. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, well, there's many other uh matches to go for both Eintracht and Hertha. but Matt, we've taken a large chunk of your time. I'd like to thank you for joining the podcast. I only have one parting question as we're both Americans and we both like, uh, we both at least enjoy both versions of foosball. Let's go to the one that look that uses a ball that's in the shape of a lemon, and uh, mostly because just a you know, hopefully uh, boost my own ego. Uh, who do you see in the Super Bowl coming through?
2: Oh, dude, Chiefs all the way. Come on. like I, I'm, I, know, I know who I'm talking to, and I also know that I'm, I'm not feeling Tom Brady at all. I want to see. I watch the Super Bowl generally to watch him get beat. And it doesn't happen all the time, but when it happens, it's spectacular. So I want, I want more. I want more Brady disappointed
0: we just want i just want more mahomes showtime magic because the guys ah the most excited i mean if he was a soccer player i'm pretty sure he would be just as exciting of a talent uh oh for sure for all on, on the pitch for the united states
2: yeah i mean <laughs> obviously he has plenty of athletic gifts he, he does he's a spectacular quarterback in in all ways but like he also You know, he's not like somebody who stands out as like perfect throwing motion, perfect running motion. He's big and strong. Like most of what makes him exciting is his unpredictability and his his sort of speed of thought. And that's the kind of that's the kind of football players, kind of soccer players I like anyway. So, you know, I'm I love him. Same here. Can't uh, get enough of that guy. Well,
0: Matt, thanks for joining the podcast. Where can we find uh, you in the social media landscape of the world and uh, where we can find your work?
2: Yeah, um, well, I'm at Mr. Matt Herman on Twitter. Uh, You can, of course, find the Talking Foosball podcast wherever you find your podcasts at every fine podcast emporium. Uh, and you know, as far as my work goes, I mean, I'm pretty much just doing, uh, talking looseball these days. And, uh, you know, if, if you want to take, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to take classes at UW Madison where I'm, I'm a, you know, instructor, why not come on out?
0: Yeah. Just once we start doing in, uh, in-person classes again, you'll just have to wade through snow for about a third of, uh, the calendar year.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go. You can maybe right. you can come over and shovel my driveway.
0: Well, i would like to thank Matt for joining the podcast and we'll uh, be listening to Talking Foosball in the future for all things uh, general Bundesliga action. We're back, Roman O'Brien Brian, here for Hashtag What Are We Drinking Like to thank Matt Herman from the Talking Foosball podcast, an excellent podcast card the Bundesliga in the English language, and they have they got their uh, annual episode that comes out early in the week, covering the entire match day that did pass. They give at least a moment to every match. Sometimes some teams get more time than others based on what's going on, so... Roman, it's time for hashtag what are we drinking? So, uh, also, you might not be drinking right now. Uh, what are you drinking? What are you, brought? Finally, hashtag what are we drinking? Yep, I finally
1: bought good old Bad Wasser, right? Water from Bad Gonna hold it here in the little camera. Uh, yeah, here we go. Bad Philbill Urquelle. Right? So that is uh, um, this dude, Friedrich Großholz. He's kind of like, I wouldn't say, I don't know know who he is. He's probably the inventor or like the founder of one of the springs or, you know, sources, water sources.
0: And this, I only have the bottle
1: left, but this is like the the biggest brand.
0: Huh? So where is the spring? Is that over by the... the They're all over the place, basically.
1: Downtown, they're they're like, there are a few here in the woods. I think they're about 18 Springs, but you don't really see them. A few are still open, public. So if you ever come to Batfild, there are a few that you can see. Others basically they just take uh, take out the water directly, um, bring them to the bottling facilities where they get uh, put into these nice little um, bottles. So this is Hassia. So this is the the biggest brewery, a uh, brewery, the biggest uh, how to say filler or uh, how do you say water, whatever they do. And uh, yeah, they basically uh, own Bottle-er. half of the town bottler yeah so they're the bottler and they're the same company right so Hassia bought all the other companies so um, no matter what but Filbelwasser you, you buy water you buy you always have Hassia Mineralbrunnen on the label right so awesome but uh, it's very good very healthy too, right? So high in minerals and um, and we're still not getting paid by Hasia or by any other brand, but maybe that will change at some point. We'll then in the US in or in the world, people, you can't really get it, but you should. Doesn't it look good? Indeed. Like, wouldn't you want a bottle of water that would look just like that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Hasia uh, mineral water uh, yeah.
1: for Roman. Urquelle.
0: Indeed, like- indeed. Um, I'm staying with my own local brand. Um, so one of our local distilleries, uh, Jay Rieger, came back to life and... And they have a Midwest gin, so uh, I have that to add to the show, along with about a bunch of love from the dog. So Eintracht Emmy is being good during this recording, as opposed to the the whining because we were talking about anything that wasn't every single time we weren't talking about Eintracht. It was whimpers in the background. So Eintracht Emmy is very is a happy girl right now. you, girl, very good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard her yet. Well, yes, so to that I say Prost Prost So, Roman, we've talked about Eintracht versus Hertha Um, The major news that's kind of come down So, as everyone is aware, we didn't make any deadline day uh, transfers um jovic was let to be honest jovic was the last one to come in to be of major note um that is going to be playing a key role now um the eintracht has been able to acquire a new uh attacker for this upcoming season uh for yeah for next season and he's gotten into a little bit of trouble but hey you know it's it is what it is, but yeah. Um, so in uh, in Turkey, uh, Roman uh, Ali, uh, what was his name? Uh, Alkman. Ali Alkman. Uh, Alk-
1: Alkman, I think. Alkman. But yeah. Ali Alkman. So yeah. he's playing in Alkman. the
0: second division of Turkey. Um, uh, Spor is the club that. Uh, there we go. Uh, is the club that he is playing for, um, in case anyone is aware, they were champions like in the one they had a runoff uh, title in the uh, 2009 2010 season, which was the first time that someone not from the uh, top three or Traveller Spore had won the title and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah so they've been producing some good talent and Ali Akman has been acquired by the Eintracht to play for us uh, when he makes his transfer over so he'll be 19 years old he's um been scoring quite a few goals uh being capped all the way in the youth ranks for turkey up to the u21 team at present but uh even though he is to join the club in july he's already gotten in trouble with the supporters and with the club for joining the eintracht i mean yeah
3: I can mean they're we crazy. Just, uh, i mean
0: can we go to fifa and just say hey he's being he's being abused can we just have him now
1: yeah, I mean, like if they're not paying his, uh, if they're not paying his salary, then yes, and that's what's going to happen, right? So the minute they don't pay the salary, then they can go to FIFA and they can do the same thing as they did, as Max Kruse did, and of course they're sad or or mad is the wrong word, but of course they're um, they're not happy about it. I mean, it's one of their uh, most um, profitable player so to say right uh, they could have made 10 million bucks out of it which is a lot for, obviously for a second league turkish team i mean even for a second league german team 10 million euros is a lot of money and now they're and now they're not seeing a single cent right so obviously they're not really happy, and you know, with a with a mentality, um, you know, it, it it gets a little bit
0: revved up and and wild and and yeah. And they were thinking that they would be able to sell him to England, and yeah. you know, or even to Galatasaray, you know, one of the yeah. big clubs. And he goes to a club that they don't think is good enough. You know what? And they for can it no stick
1: money, it. right? And that's the other thing, right? And for no money, that's what bothered them uh, the most. But uh, I think for him, it's the exact right decision to do, right? And, and not even like like going to Frankfurt. Of, of course, we're just a little bit biased, but uh, um, <laughs> but but. The, I mean, he's going to get good time to play. He sees, you know, what happened to Jovic. He sees what happened to many other players um, and he knows that he gets time here uh, to develop and to play and to get great experiences, maybe even Champions League or Europa League. And uh, And and that's what he needs, right? And I bet if people look back at Jesus Vallejo, you know, I bet he would not have stayed so long at this team in Madrid and stayed longer in Frankfurt, right? I bet even mm-hmm. Madrid would have said, "Yeah, why didn't we give him leave him for another year as on loan on Frankfurt?" Right? So, Frankfurt is nowadays. Uh, and, and we always wished for that, like right, a team where young players can develop, right? And remember, um, like a few years ago, probably we talked about this, you know, that Frankfurt, like with the um, that that young players don't really get chances, and uh, we still have a little bit of troubles of our own young players. <laughs> But um, uh, I think we're we're getting there, you know. Now at least we are we are for top talents, you know, like what you see, what we did with Halea, with Jovic, even with, um, uh, yeah, with with uh, all all of those cool players that are out out everywhere um, uh, playing in the world now, right? And um, and people perform in Frankfurt.
0: Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> I'm really excited for this prospect to come to us. But in the meantime, we'll have to make do without him. Um, uh, someone who I don't want to make do without is Freddie Bobich. Um, As you will have – if you're listening yeah. to this, you've already listened to the conversation that I had with Matt Herman where we talked about the link to Bobic, And he pointed out that the sporting director – uh, role is currently being temporarily uh, brought over by Arne Friedrich um, formerly of the German national team but they look at Freddy Bobic as the guy to kind of mold this team another target is Ralf Renick who has done this sort of thing at multiple clubs before and apparently his good work at Frankfurt is being noticed and I'm a little worried about that but I look at it from this standpoint that we're in a strong position that he would not want to leave. And he would believe that the Frankfurt project is still very much ongoing. Kind of like how, um, got blanking on his name. Who's the director at Gladbach who has been there forever. Max something.
1: Yeah. Ebo.
0: Ebo. There we go. Yeah, Yeah. That guy's had a chance to leave there for many times and has never taken it. I think Boba just found his perfect spot And you know what? If he goes to Hertha, yeah, he certainly will have, I mean, he'll have more, let's be honest, he'll have more resources available, but he would be able to look at that and say, that's not going to be 100% my work. Whatever success can be had there, I'm not going to get all the credit.
1: Yeah that's a big point it's not going to be like in frankfurt it's his work right you people can't say okay frankfurt is bubich in berlin it's uh, yeah bubich with uh, with the uh, cost money right um but but uh, yeah i don't know i mean i think i don't know how many episodes i think about a year or two years ago, a year ago or whenever berlin started i mentioned that already because i knew that this is going to happen right and i'm pretty sure it will happen and i talked about it that it just makes sense for berlin to get Bobich, right so if i were uh, part of the big shitty club uh, of hertha berlin i would totally try to get Bobic, right like um there's no, for Berlin, there's no other prime option than Bobic, right? Um, we have to be honest, right? It's, it's, he fits, it's his style of work, it's, um, he, 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 on the other hand... Um, he, I think he, if, if he's smart enough, and we're just a little bit biased, he's going to stay in Frankfurt for exactly the reasons that you pointed. But also, and here's something really weird: I believe that you can you can perform better if you uh, are not within in in this case like like of uh, of, of of a family, right? Um, because kind of Bobic has to prove himself still to some extent, right And he still keeps very distance to, to people in, in Frankfurt, right. So he, he is not it sounds weird, but he's not 100% Eintracht. Right, he still works for Eintracht, right? And there's a big, big, big difference. And when people what they what they tell me um, uh, um, from you know that that knew how Frankfurt worked back in the days, like under Bruchhagen, <laughs> you know, when there was a little bit of mingle and a little bit of tingle and everything, like this kind of shit stopped, right? And it's uh, more to the core. It's more about the business, and uh, and there's a little bit of less less of a this and a tit and tat. And I think that's also part of the success of Eintracht Frankfurt right now, right? Um, and, And he was not able to cope with this tit and tat and mingle and tingle in Stuttgart and he may not be able to cope with that in uh, in in berlin right so for him i think the best thing would be um to stay here i would assume he gets a good amount of money and if he commits to frankfurt he he's most likely going to get a raise again right or get a big bonus for more champions league um and and if i if i would meet him if i would meet Freddy bobic i would say exactly kind of brian would you must look at at Ebel, yeah, you can be like the the un the the unsung. On you can be the hero of 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 the club, right, for a long time with all the trust and with all the capabilities. And you know where pe- where people lead, uh, where you lead, they follow, right? Even through mm-hmm. rough times. And Berlin is just a hotspot,
0: right? It's just a oh my god, like it's.
3: And it's
0: not like it's a one-club city. So you have, yeah. think of how many folks cheer on for Union. If they were playing to a full stadium, you know, I think yeah. Union could fill, maybe do more so in th- terms of filling the Olympia Stadion than Hertha does. Just saying. Yeah. And God forbid you give a certain one east-sided club, and you know which one I'm talking about, Roman. Yeah. Yeah, if you get if they suddenly pulled themselves up the divisions and got into the first division, which is a scary thought, considering how scary their fans are, and that's not something mm. that you know anyone should be. It's like why would you be worried about the fans? It's Like their fans are absolutely nuts. Their fans have you know all this rhetoric that just scares the bejesus out of you. You know what? Yeah, if, but I, I would think though that he up, thinks. Oof,
1: I think he thinks he can change that. You know, he thinks, or if he goes to Berlin, he's going to change. I can turn this club around. And that's a big difference to Frankfurt, right? Because Frankfurt already had the supporter. Frankfurt already had the network. Frankfurt already had all of this. All what Frankfurt was missing was some professional attitude. And... um, and, um, uh, uh, and, and and the squad and the money, right? And don't get us wrong, like with Kovic, that was not Bobic, right? Um, that's also very, very important, right? So it's not that um, uh, we can't live with Bobic, and that would be probably the next discussion, what if he leaves? But Frankfurt can do without Bobic, I'm pretty sure. Um, I, I don't want it, but I think we can. Um, and what happens if you know he fails with Berlin? Right, um, and Berlin is a totally different hot pot. Right, I mean it's so much shit that, that I mean it's literally the big shitty club. Right, <laughs> and why would you why would you wanna wanna um, uh, go there? And if you fail, then it's like your third um, job, and then you gotta move on to your fourth. You know, then you kind of turn into you know what we call a German Wanderhure, like the traveling whore. You know, that's like uh, you know that's like. <laughs> you know getting you know getting a job wherever they can you know and max ebel for example like he is the hero right and he's going to shape um a uh, um like like a decade or a history or you know he's going to really make history mm-hmm. and if i were Bobic i would i would do the same thing as what i would do if i would talk to ebel right i would do, tell him stay where you are right don't 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 switch now you know that's um, yeah but we will we will see
0: we will see what we will see Roman I think it's time to talk about the match of the weekend so we don't have to play midweek matches for a very long time since we're no longer in the Pokal. Um I think there's one coming up in March if I saw the schedule right um, so like a couple of weeks after we play Dubai on, um... But uh, yeah, on, on to that. Uh, ways that you can watch the Eintracht versus Hoffenheim match. So, uh, the Flow Sports app and flowsports.co uh, are where you can find them in the Caribbean. In Austria, you can find that on Sky Sports Bundesliga. KO Sports, BN Sports Connect is down under, uh, specifically Australia, uh, is where you can find them. Uh, Sportsnet World, Sportsnet Now, and Sportsnet World Now. Uh, we'll be showing it in Canada and uh, Germany. That is uh, Sky Sport Bundesliga and Sky Go. Uh, Rowan, how do you usually watch uh, the match?
1: Oh, this is a toughie, right? Um, I Well, I used to watch with friends. Um, I, then COVID. Yeah, then COVID. So I still have my US uh, online, so I use my VPN. And, uh, and use my good old uh, ESPN Plus, uh, there but it, you go. like it fails me, obviously it in, in the, the well, there's ESPN no I found that to be so, very useful. Um,
0: there's only been one time that it's yeah. ever failed us, and then we got stuck yeah. having to watch. Well, for two thirds of the the early kickoff of the match day on Saturday, we had to watch Mites versus Bielafeld, which ended up not being such a bad game, and then finally things switched over. Whew, that was a messy bit. Um, elsewhere you can find is BN Sports Connect New Zealand and, uh... Oh yeah, uh, for Switzerland, our friends there, it's Sky Sports Bundesliga, where it's shown there. And in the UK, it's uh, BT Sports Extra, and the on, B- uh, and also on the BT Sports app and uh, BT Sport website. So. Um I'll be watching that there. And if anyone happens to have... I found out that there's this little trick that you can do. If you have an Apple TV box, and I can shoot you a link to this video that shows you how you can pull it off, but you can actually watch on your Apple TV box. You can set your... uh, ESPN Plus account to stream the Eintracht. So you could have the Eintracht on one half of the screen, and then you can make your own little conference having all the other matches of the early kickoff time uh, there for Saturday. So kind of fun little viewing that we can do uh, for Eintracht matches uh, next time that we're on Saturday. So a little kind of fun tidbit that I found. Anyways, Roman, Hoffenheim, they've kind of... They've kind of been crap this year. They've they've had good moments, but for the most part, they're really crap. And like, while they were. You know they've been okay in recent weeks. They were on a horrible slide, and I think that we're going to be able. This is too easy of a target for us to pile on. And I mean, because at the weekend they uh, they had the un- they were unlucky and they had to play Bayern and Bayern crushed them yeah. four to one. And I think that the Eintracht can go into this match with Hoffenheim and say, you know what, your cycle of misery will continue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just hope for it. I mean, Hoffenheim uh, used to be a, uh, I would always say, like a tough candidate um, Mm -hmm. to play. Right. Um, however, in all fairness, I have to say that uh, this season they are very weak for whatever reason. I don't even. I don't know. And I have to admit, like I never watch Hoffenheim, obviously, uh, unless I have to, um, like uh, like on Sunday. But um, I think they there's a good chance that we could good.
0: that who has been good all for the most part all season and that's crime <laughs> but he both hot and cold. So yeah. He'll have a heck of a run, yeah. and then he'll go stone cold for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be—it's definitely gonna be interesting that the, um, the match and and Gacinovic, I mean, he's now back on uh, or on the starting lineup usually, um, but I think we should be able to to win. I mean, if with the creativity that we have with the, with our style, I don't see a big problem. I mean, we won against them in right. the in the Hinrunde, um, and uh, they haven't really changed since then, right? So I wouldn't say that they really improved, but we have improved, right? <laughs> so that's what I think is is um, um, the big. Biggest difference, um, it, yeah. Of course, like I, I, always hate once the minute I start to uh, get to. <laughs> I'm, I'm too too optimistic. Um, usually, I'm run down. But let's just hope that the old Eintracht is at least for this season is gone, and we had enough of that uh, kind of bad experience um, in the Hinrunde. You know, all the matches that we lost that we should have won, so uh, um, or that we uh, tied. So now let's just win, right?
0: Let's fact, just let's just win.
1: Let's just kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say, uh, if you ask for my prediction, I mean, we have to have a clean sheet at some point. So 2-0, 2-0. 2-0, I
0: like it. 2 oh. I think we're going to replicate our uh, scoreline that we had at the we, uh, this past weekend uh, against Hertha. I think that we're going to come away 3-1 victors. I do think that we're going to cough up a goal. This, as you mentioned, uh, Hoffenheim has kind of been sneaking. The reason why their injury list is huge. Multiple people out injured. So we're going to also see Kassinovic back in the starting lineup for Hoffenheim unless something happens to him, which, you know, if those guys have got just an injury list that is just piling up. And you just kind of have to wonder um, what would happen if they got a clean bill of health. Because these guys still have to play in the Europa League, and that's an but uh this time in like 2 weeks right about now well 2 3 mm-hmm. weeks something like that and they have to play in that and i mean <laughs> the, i think that they're here for the taking and we have to pounce on this opportunity and there's there's no substitute for victory here at all
1: yeah yeah so that's yeah. our prediction we want Champions League we got to win this
0: yeah, yeah, we're gonna win this thing. <laughs> Super yeah, optimistic totally. here. Okay, yeah. Roman. That pretty much wraps up all that we had for Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, unless you want to talk about the one, the other match on Sunday that uh I'm excited for.
1: Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still I'm still I'm still neutral on who to root for, obviously. Um
0: but it's probably just gonna be Kansas City. There we go. Um, Super Bowl time. Cheese versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know my team. However, you know there's
1: one downside for you. I I think I mentioned that. I think I've never watched the Super Bowl and the team. I I mean I've watched it many many times, but I when I but never the team that I support never wins. (laughs) So uh, I think I've never ever watched the Super Bowl and the team I was rooting for won. Yeah, you know, always the San Franciscos didn't um, like last year. Yeah, <laughs> like last year, uh, Carolina didn't. Uh, what were the other ones? And then, of course, I'm usually I'm also, of course, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a uh, um, what are the Wisconsin team, the the Green Bay, right? Just just mm-hmm. because they're Green Bay people, you know, club owned, <laughs> like a supporters owned. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. So this time I'm a little bit. But the Buccaneers, no, I don't know. I think um Tom Brady's good enough.
0: Yeah, he does provide a uh, that kind of X factor, but I think that the Eintracht will put will, I think the Eintracht will put the Buccaneers away. They already played them in the regular season and took care of them handily. And we'll also note that uh, our usual comment section on the Frauen Eintracht. We'll be back next week as the Frauen Bundesliga will be returning. Eintracht Frankfurt will be playing uh SKS Essen um, to start to restart Mm -hmm. the Frauen Bundesliga, and we'll have more on those ladies to come. Currently, sitting uh, they're sitting a good few points back of the Champions League places. We don't want to see a Hoffenheim or Leverkusen or Potsdam be above our Eintracht Frauen. We want them to be in the Champions League coming next year and then able to uh, push on from there. So, from Rowan, I think that kind of wraps it up today. Where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world?
1: You find me on Twitter on SFB Eagles, yeah, and Instagram. On Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, and yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Or of course, <laughs> and of course, here on the on podcast, the Hefpot. Hey, i track Frankfurt. <laughs> exactly. Yes, you can follow the show at H E F on Twitter. Throw us an email every now and then, Frankfurt at gmail.com. Of course, don't join the Discord. We put, uh, put out that channel link all the time. Join us fellow Eagles, talk about all things Eintracht Frankfurt in real time, and sometimes uh, you can even listen in uh, to our recording sessions and throw popcorn at us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at KCSGE. Uh, we have gotten, we're available to be downloaded uh, wherever you can find your podcasts. So we're back on Spotify, Roman. Spotify is back up. So oh, wow. you can awesome. find us Fine there. Air. Yeah, that took forever to get that kind of resurrected. And of course, you can get us on Apple Play as well. Basically, wherever you can and find And leave your us podcasts. reviews.
1: That's what we need. We need reviews, 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 and reviews, Sharrings. and ideally lots of stars, sharings. Yeah.
0: That's all that we need. Just a little love thrown our way. All right, that's going wrap it up for this yeah. episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Thanks to Roman for joining me in this Eintracht Conversation. Thanks and Brian. to Matt Herman uh, for our special bit that we did earlier. Uh, from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, be safe and cheers. Uh, cheers. Hey Eintracht
3: Frankfurt, la, 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 la. Hey